three, two, one. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Boston Scientific, streaming live on YouTube and Facebook, and of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. That's right, y'all. It is Friday Eve. Something about the Thursdays. Thirsty Thursdays. And today, I am going to fulfill your thirst. Your Cowboys thirst with the countdown to camp series. Today, we're starting off with the undrafted free agents. Yes, sir. Uh, y'all know how it is, man. We get to that point in the offseason where I got a lot of fun series that I like to do. And about 39 days out, 39 days out to the Cowboys depart to Oxnard, California, uh, where you'll see probably me, Vach, Law, all, all, a lot of the content creators will be down there, and obviously some fans as well. And we're going to be talking about a lot of the battles, you know, between now and July 24th when they fly out. The 25th, I believe, is when they start uh, opening ceremonies and whatnot. And uh, today I kind of wanted to work a little backwards here and, and talk about the, the bottom of the roster, quote-unquote, because some of these dudes won't finish there. But we want to talk about the camp battles amongst the undrafted free agents. I get not all of the undrafted free agents are going to be battling each other. However, this year, I think, is a little bit different than years past, man. I truly, truly do believe that in the sense of, I don't know if a bunch of making it. But that's why I wanted to bring this up. We're going to talk about it. And, of course, you can call into the show if you would like to at 351 351- Nine 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 three seven eight seven, and of course CJ. Yeah, Mar- Marv will be at camp. Marv said, "Get your mother sack camp." Marv not playing, man. Marv not playing. Uh, what's good, Bomb Squad? I appreciate y'all for being here this morning. Bomb Squad. How we doing, man? How we doing? Uh, just like the rest of this week, there will be no no roundup. Not much going on out there. Not about to just make up some some BS here. So uh, we're going to be getting right into it here in a second, man. In a second. And, of course, Toxic is already starting off his, his toxicity. My God, boy. You, you all right over there, man. You wake up with violence. <laughs> you wake up with violence, bro. Uh, I see all the regulars are here. Appreciate y'all, man. Really do. This is the, po- the point in the offseason where... The diehards really are come out to play, right? Uh, we need casual fans. Don't get it twisted. Sports doesn't work without the casual fan. But this point in the offseason is about the diehards. And when you're coming here and listen to me talk about undrafted free agents in camp, that means you are part of the diehard nation. So let's just get straight into it, all right? What's good, uh, Chris? Cowboys and undrafted free agents, the history is is prominent. It's very good. You know, if you look at the last decade, you're talking about guys like Terrence. You're talking about guys like uh, Tredavious Ward, uh, Jalen Guyton. They found Blake Jarwin. 
we talked about FAO Bada the other day. He's still out there, Jeff Heath. Um, you go back a little bit further, you dig into the history, you're talking about Tony Romo, Ron Leary, Barry Church, Dan Bailey. You can go even farther back, Everson Walls, Mark Tuane, Miles Austin. You know, the Cowboys have usually, Cole Beasley, they've usually struck gold uh, more often than not in the undrafted free agent market, per se. And then you look at last year's undrafted free agents, right? Where four of these guys made the team. Let's take a look at them. Four of these guys made the team. Yeah, Malik Davis, Marquise Bell, Peyton Hendershot, and Dennis Houston. Now, if you dive a little bit deeper into the context of why or how these guys made the team, you kind of can come away with uh, you get, ah aha moment, right? Malik Davis, for instance. RB3 was up for grabs. You had Zeke, you had Tony Pollard, but you had RB3 who was up for grabs and his biggest competition was Rico Dowdle, a guy who couldn't stay healthy, who can't seem to stay healthy, right? They both play well in camp. They both play well in preseason. Dowdle always had the upper hand because he was a special teams guy. He was a standout special teams guy in 2020. But he just can't stay healthy. And what happened? He got hurt. Malik Davis took advantage of it. And he stayed on the roster all year. Marquise Bell. When you go look at the safety room last year, you had the big three. You had Curse, you had Hooker, you had Dono. Outside of that, he had some question marks, right? And then Izzy answered some of those question uh, questions with his play and pretty much stamped his ticket as the fourth guy. So now it became a matter of you know, does Dan Quinn like Bell's athleticism and his potential versatility enough to keep him around and go slightly deep at safety? And he did. They kept him around, obviously, and he was on the roster all year. Now, Marquise Bell was, was a guy that Dan Quinn was enamored with throughout the entire draft process. So he would have really had to tank not to make this team, but he didn't. He had Peyton Hendershot. Again, context, right? Look into that tight end room. Dalton Schultz. And then after that, you had rookie Jake Ferguson. Uh, Sean McEwen wasn't a rookie, but Sean McEwen wasn't a guy that they looked at as the future, but more of a of a sturdy tight end three, tight end four, fullback tight end, H-back type guy. Well, eventually, they, they decided to roll with four tight ends, so that opened up the spot even more, and Peyton Hendershot didn't drop the ball. He didn't drop the ball then, uh, and he showed enough. And he, did, he showed enough promise, all jokes aside, throughout the season as well. So Peyton Hendershot was able to make the team. But Dennis Houston. So Dennis Houston might have had the easiest ticket to the roster, right? And look, I'm not trying to diminish making an NFL roster, okay, I couldn't do it, but I'm here to be fair. I'm here to talk about everything involving the Cowboys. And if we're being honest with ourselves, Dennis Houston and really any receiver, if they would have stepped up, had the easiest path to make the roster last year in camp. Michael Gallup was out all camp. He was due to miss about the first three games. James, say it with me. Shout out to Law Nation. Washington hurt his leg in spring and then he broke his foot in the first padded practice in Oxnard 
So that left C.D. Lamb and Noah Brown as the only two dudes on this roster with NFL receptions. That's kind of crazy, right? So it was it was kind of inevitable that somebody would step up from the wide receiver position, and it wasn't going to take that much. And Dennis Houston is the definition of it wasn't going to take that much. No sir, Bobski. No sir, Bobski. So he made the roster. And these are your four guys. These are your four straight out of college, undrafted. Some dudes like Marquise Bell uh, was a guy that, that was on the drafted radar. They just didn't do it. Uh, that made the team. That brings us to 2023. I don't know, man. This might be the toughest year to crack the roster in quite some time as an undrafted free agent. Seriously, because for a couple of different reasons, I'll just give you two. Number one, draft picks almost always have priority. That's something I'm learning over the last three or four years with Dallas. And you could probably go back even further than that, but they don't normally cut any of their draft picks the same off season that they were drafted. I mean, you would, you would have to stink. You would have to be really, really bad. Number two, the roster didn't have much holes in general going into the draft and they don't got a lot coming out. Right. And, and, and I know depth is where some of these guys can fit in, but seriously, there's, there's just really not many holes on this roster. Now there's, there's enough to where a few of these, these players could maybe make some noise and make the actual roster. And we'll get to that here in a second, but I don't think there's a, a ton to where you'll see four or five undrafted guys make the team. And that's what you want, right? You don't want to see four, five, six undrafted guys make the team. Cause that means your team had a, a number of holes that, that fits those, or maybe a guy has a ridiculous camp. But if I'm being completely honest, no offense to, to Malik and Marquise and Hendershot and, and Houston, none of those guys had a nuclear camp. Davis, I think was the best uh, given he got a lot of opportunity in preseason. Uh, but it wasn't like these guys were were, were lighting the world on fire. They, some of them were playing really well, like a Davis. Uh, some of them were just there, like a Dennis Houston. But it's tough. It's tough for undrafted guys to do that. Most got, undrafted guys don't snap out their, their first year. I think, was it Victor Cruz did? Maybe. I think it might have been his first year. I don't remember. But I got three groups that I, uh, I want to get at that, that I think we should keep our eye on that have an upper hand, or I want to see if they have an upper hand. I want to talk to y'all about it. Maybe they don't have an upper hand, but I got three groups we're going to talk about here in the second Cowboys nation, but I kind of want to get back into the chat here and uh, see what you guys are in there jostling about in regards to the 2022 undrafted free agents. I I think we pretty much got those guys spot on given the context and the situation uh, of how they made the team. Context may be different. Now, look, I get that injuries will happen. Uh, play will kind of work themselves out in regards to the 2023 roster. Uh, but as we speak right now, 615, 2023 at 840 AM, not many holes, right? For these, for these undrafted guys to crack it, they're going to have to go out there and have a nuclear can. Some of them might just have to play well enough. And we'll get to that here in a second. <laughs> you say you're hyping up the shirt. <laughs> 
appreciate you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fan, fan is is one of the guys on the list. Now he is related, Stephen Smith. Not a. He's related to Noah, cousin, I believe, of Noah Fan. Henny in the building. Shout out to HTM Sports. So I got three three groups. I want to start off with this first group, Cowboys Nation. I want to talk to y'all about it. And this is the group that I think might have the, and I don't want to use the word easiest, but the best shot to make the team given the depth situation we talked about. When we talk about holes on the roster, when we talk about uh, opportunities to make the roster, you have to start with the offensive line, right? Because the depth is the biggest question mark on the offensive line. Your starters are your starters, I think. Your, your, your top five are your top five. Granted, one of those guys have a, has a health uh, issue. But your depth is where you could see one of these dudes kind of step up and take the reins. And the two guys that the Cowboys signed uh, that are the prominent names, Earl Bostic Jr. and TJ Bass. Uh, in regards to Bostic, if I'm not mistaken, let me bring this back up here. He got the most guaranteed money of all the undrafted free agents. And sometimes that can tell you a little bit about how the team feels about you. That doesn't guarantee that he's going to make the roster or anything, but they clearly see something in, in Mr. Bostic and Mr. Boom Bostic. And I get it, right? Like former tight end ha- has that athletic ability. You see it in his kick slide and whatnot. He needs to probably work on his strength and uh, just continuing to learn the nuances of the position but there's something there you you, you hope he could be your next Terrence still um will he make the roster though that, that that's that's the fight that he's gonna have right he's going to fight with awesome Richards he's gonna have to fight uh with Forniak or, or whomever right because you're not just battling the guy at your position you're battling other positions as well but TJ Bass got a little pub right he got a little recognition uh about a week or so ago the 6'4", roughly 320-pound guard. Play tackle, but I think they're going to move him into guard. And that is the position. Here's the thing with Bostic. Bostic is at a position where maybe the future is his best option to make the team. Meaning, they're high on well, let's go. Well, let's go is showing improvement. He's likely your third-slash-fourth tackle right now. Whereas on the interior... I mean, if we're being honest, right now, probably Forniak is going to make the roster because you don't have another center, and he kind of could be your swing guy. But you don't got a ton of definites up there. Now, he, he's got to deal with pedigree. He's got to deal with draft picks in regards to Awesome Richards. I, like I said, I don't think they're going to cut draft picks. So Bass is going to be fighting with an Awesome Richards. Bass is going to be fighting with a Josh Ball. But he's fighting at a position of need one of the very few holes and that is the interior offensive line so i think when it comes when it comes to some of these undrafted guys besides the obvious one which we'll get to later these two or any other undrafted offensive lineman they might they might bring in after camp likely have that edge in the sense of making a roster due to the context uh, of the roster not necessarily their play now if they play well obviously boom now we talk about that but the way the roster is set up right now cowboys need interior depth cowboys need offensive line help and if these guys can show something uh, one of them may have a chance to make it now i'm not i'm not stamping anybody except one dude (laughs) 
I'm only stamping one guy to make this roster as an undrafted free agent right now. Uh, then we, when we get to camp, we'll talk a little bit more. But I'm going to ask y'all, uh, Urbostic, TJ Bass, who you think has the upper hand in making the roster here uh, as an undrafted free agent? With all the context given, Earl has that the highest guarantee. TJ Bass is playing at a, will likely play out a position where Dallas didn't have a lot of a lot of depth. Earl Bostic, TJ Bass. Bostic followed the money. I wish I would have known how much they paid the other guys last year. I didn't look that up. But yeah, the money is definitely something. Little mix here. Got a little bass. Got a little Bostic. Got a little put Zeke at guard. Steven Smith. Josh Ball out here trying to be the great value Robert Gallery. That's a great recall. Robert Gallery ended up turning into a pretty damn good guard. But boy, I I, I wouldn't bank on too many six foot eight guys being being good guards. That was a shocker. Failed tackle, turned the guard, and was pretty good. That's kind of how I feel, Caustic. Got some guys that are probably a year away. I think a lot of these guys are, are, are going to be guys that make the practice squad. And you hope to develop in that way. Uh, in 2020, when Terrence Steele made the team, you were dealing with a ton of injuries, right? And he had to play, boom, right away. Uh, you don't normally want to see that. Now, it worked out because all of those reps helped him the next year and the next year. But you don't really want to see any of these undrafted dudes. When I say any, I mean the offensive linemen have to play right now. Um, and I do think that a lot of these dudes will pass through waivers and they'll and they'll make the practice squad. But it's it's about a mixed feeling here between Bostic and uh TJ Bass. I can dig it. Smoke one says Bass is a mauler. That's his game, right? The nastiness is is, is him. Nick Burston says, What about Isaac? So so Isaac. Out of home, he switched to defensive tackle. So no more uh, Isaac, I want the cake at offensive line. So I'm seeing the guru. I'm, I'm guessing you mean Cropper. Let me just do this now because they are not a part of my uh, my grouping. Let me just pull this up right now. Because I am a huge fan of Jalen Moreno Cropper. David Durden, Moreno Cropper, Jose Barbone. John Stevens was was switched to tight end. Uh, he's a big wide receiver. Goes like 6'5", 230. They moved him to tight end. I didn't include this as a group. After further review, I, I personally want Cropper to make the team. I mean, like I want him to ball out, obviously. But after further review, man, I don't know if... If he's going to be able to do enough to jump the other guys. Like I like we talked about this the other day. I feel like Turpin's roster spots locked because of the special teams thing. You know, listening to guys down there, talking to Pat, listening to uh, they're using them on offense. Turpin seems to be a lock, right? So boom, you got Turpin. They're not cutting uh they're not cutting Tobert. So Tur- Tobert's a lock. Then you got the big three. That's Five receivers. You could argue there's just one more spot up for grabs. And technically, right now, as we speak, Simi Fehoko is the leading candidate for wide receiver four. 
So I just I just think it's going to be really hard for a cropper or a Durden to make the team. Now, they can go out there and ball out and everything changes, but I didn't include them in the group of uh that I'm going to talk about here because I don't I don't I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't feel comfortable thinking that any of these receivers are going to make the team. Practice squad, sure. The 53 as we speak, no injuries. I'm not ready to go there just yet. Not ready to go there. Now, ask me this. August 2nd or, or what are they, the 31st, they start suiting up. August 10th, things may change. But right now, I ain't, I ain't ready to go there yet. So let's go to a group that I do want to talk about. And it's that edge slash linebacker group because what they're doing with Isaiah Lamb. I almost didn't want to include edge, but again, after further review, there's a possibility. And I know me and landlord just talked up a certain veteran uh, yesterday in the edge room, but there is a possibility, man, uh, numbers game trade, et cetera, et cetera. If, if one of these guys and Isaiah land has been playing linebacker, uh, but he'd probably be a pass rushing type of linebacker. We'll see. But between Isaiah Land, Tyrus Wheat, Darrell Johnson, there's talent in all of them. They're all different style of players, too. I just can't help to think that none of them are going to show enough to, to want to stick around. And Dan Quinn, we know, got juice. I feel like one of these dudes are going to stand out. And in Land's case, if he is going to be more linebacker, well, that room is not super deep in general. So, you know, there's an upper hand right there, right? Uh, In regards to Wheat and Darrell Johnson, they they have Wheat listed on our lads as a DE. They have Darrell as a Leo. Let's just save Darrell Johnson, right? Let's say he just balls out. Would you consider... And when I say ball out, I mean he's just absolutely killing it in preseason where people are seeing this on tape, not just camp. So would you consider cutting a potential veteran to keep Darrell Johnson on the team? That's what made me think about this. Uh, There are a couple of guys, and they already cut one, right, in Tack McKinley, but we didn't really think he was going to make the team. And the veteran I'm talking about, that's a tough one, man. Dante Fowler on the last year of his deal. Uh, last year, they signed him to a one-year deal. If I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, yeah he's on a one-year deal. Not old. He ain't washed by any means. And I think he's still a damn good pass rusher. But when you're talking about UDFAs, you're talking about the future. I would, man, I really don't want to do that because I'm trying to win the sixth ring, right? And I want my guys now. But do you think they would think about it? I don't want to do it. Let's see. I, I No, a lot of people saying no. Nick said cut them. And I, I'm just throwing scenarios out there, right? Because I think one of these three dudes are going to play well enough. Uh, in years past, it was always like one guy, right? It was it was all it was it was the uh, I believe it was the island guy last year, the year before that. There was always like one dude that we were like, hey, man, this pass rusher might do and they do nothing. There's three. The odds of all three of these dudes flaming, man. I, I feel like it's slim to none. I feel like one of these dudes is going to stand out. And if they do, now you got to make a decision. 
Now, the decision might not come, Cowboys Nation, at the expense of the defensive end room. It could come at the expense of a DT. It could come at corner. It could come at receiver. It could come at whatever, right? But, again, we're just having a conversation and trying to figure this thing out. If one of them stands out, are you willing to invest in the future of that guy as opposed to the now of a certain veteran? And the only guy I can think about is uh, is is Fowler. It's the only one. I mean, you're not going to cut Dorrance, I don't think. Um, and that's about it. The rest of you again, Micah, D Law, Sam Williams, you know, you're not, you're not Faye Hoko, you're not getting rid of these dudes. So if one of them stands out, where where do you go short at, right? And I think one will. That's why I wanted to bring this group up. I think one of these guys will stand out. So I'll ask you this question instead of cutting Fowler, right? Like, where would you go short to carry? One of these dudes. Okay, so Nick, that, that's probably what I should have came back to. He said trade Armstrong or trade. So so what about trades? What about trades? Like, Would you look to trade a, a, a Fowler? Still, I don't know. <laughs> I'm still struggling, man. Because what yeah, is that? Is that fifth round pick going to help me today? It's a battle of now and later. And I ain't talking about the candy. It's too soon for me. I, I wouldn't do it. Not right now. Again, June 15th. Can't do it. I don't think any of these dudes are better than a Dante Fowler. Uh, if they have a great camp or preseason, you just find a way to, to keep them all. Don't ask me how. Don't ask me the numbers, which position. I'll figure that out. Come cut down. But Dante Fowler adds to the room as a depth uh, pass rusher. And so does Dorrance Armstrong. So does Dorrance Armstrong. CT said that fifth can be Deron Bland. Yeah, next year, I could get me a fifth round pick. If you savvy enough, I could trade for a fifth round pick. That, that fifth round pick ain't going to help you to 2024. I'm trying to win in 2023. You know what I'm saying? Toxic said, keep all the proven NFL pass rushers. That's kind of where I'm at as we speak, right? Like, you can never have enough pass rushers. It would, you would have to blow me away, and I don't think anybody's going to blow you away uh, when trading a guy like Armstrong or Dante Fowler. I don't even think anybody would trade for Dante Fowler, honestly. And Vic says he thinks the only guy with value is DA. That might be fair because he's younger. Um, he's actually trending up in regards to production-wise. So, yeah, DA might actually have solid value to where you might be able to get an early day two pick uh, or a day two pick and early day three pick. We like our guys. I, I think it's an interesting discussion, though, man, because I feel like one of them will step up. One of them will step up. Ooh, ghosting. talked about ghosting yesterday didn't even think about that wait a minute you know what that might be the one right there that might be the one if Darrell Johnson Isaiah Land or or Tyrus Wheat 
show out, that might be the guy. We talked about it yesterday with, with the room getting a bit thicker on the interior and the depth that we already have on the edge. He's going into year three. So he's got technically two more years left. He might even have, he might have some trade value. He might have some trade value. No, no, no. I don't think Golson's gone. I'm saying if one of these guys stand, you know, stand out, snap out, and you got to let somebody go, Golston might be the guy. Because the thing about Chauncey is that he doesn't give you an upper tier trait like a Dante. And he's currently not a better player than Dorrance. And he's kind of trying to figure out where he fits. That might be the guy then. Yeah. So if any of these three dudes stand out and the Cowboys got to make a decision in that room, I think Ghostin would be the guy. Yeah, I'm going to go Ghost. Didn't even think about that. All right, and this last one is <laughs> he's in a group of his own. He, he's his own damn guy. And we're talking about Hunter Lipke. Now, when you go look at the money, I thought Hunter Lipke actually got the most. Uh, apparently, it was Earl Bostic. But right behind Earl Bostic, Hunter Lipke. 200000 guaranteed. Hopefully, our version of Kyle Juszczyk. And we talked about Hunter Lipke the other day. I actually featured Aisha's tweet. Shout out to Aisha. And we talked about it with Pat. On, on, it's Thursday, so Pat, you know, he can't be here today. But we talked about it with him last week. And this is what Pat had to say about Hunter Lipke, who was getting first team reps. He said she was surprised how much work Hunter Lipke got <laughs> with the ones. And when I think about matchup and I, and I think about San Fran, right, and how they use Kyle Juszczyk, you got a chance to see him out there. Was he moving around like a like a Kyle Juszczyk type? Yes. For those that follow me at Voice of the Star, shameless plug, and if you're not following me, what are we doing? Who are you? What are we here for? Um, I tweeted an answer to someone who asked how Hunter Lipke looked in, in uh, OTAs last week, and they were asking if he was going to make the roster. And this goes to, you know, the, the roster equation as it relates to Deuce Vaughn versus Kevontae Turpin yeah. versus Hunter Lipke versus how many wide receivers are they going to carry? How many running backs are they going to carry? Are they going to run light here so they can run heavy there, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I have a lot of confidence that Lipke is going to make the team. The Cowboys are going to figure out how to get him on the team. Why? It's because from what I'm, what I saw in his collegiate film, it's transferring over to OTAs thus far. We'll see if it continues. But he's not simply a fullback. He's just not simply a fullback. I call him a flexed back. He can do. He can be an H back. He can play out of the slot. Um, he can catch passes downfield. He can catch passes out of the backfield. And he's a good blocker, obviously, fullback capacity. So because he can be played in a lot of different ways and a lot of different scenarios that don't tip the Cowboys' hand, because just because Hunter Lipke is on the field does not mean it's a run play. 
And that's the kind of unpredictability that gets you touchdowns and big plays and things like that. You're keeping linebackers on their heels. You're keeping the secondary on their heels. Hell, you're keeping the edge rushers on their heels because they don't know if this guy is going to leak out to a bubble screen or if he's going to sit back there and block for Dak Prescott. Mm -hmm. So Tony Pollard uh, or Ronald you know, Jones can go up the A or B gap. So um, Hunter Lipke, he was doing primarily blocking duties, but I also saw him leak out of the backfield a couple times and he has soft hands he has quickness a little bit of speed there so keep an eye on that guy as well he's going to make it difficult for somebody to get a roster spot and that's just a fact that's just a fact man uh talked about this with foots yesterday on twitter if if he can take hold of a short say goal line roll short down and distance roll Hunter Lipke might be one of the most intriguing pieces for your offense. A piece that two things the Cowboys haven't really seen in a while, right? Speed at receiver in, 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 in a sense of a Cooks, where this is an every down receiver that has that type of speed. And then a versatile fullback like this that can run the rock, still obviously working on the, pe- or the blocking aspect of things, can catch out the backfield, move around, do tight end things, do running back things, do fullback things, H-back things, can do so many different uh, versatile things in the backfield they haven't had those two things so if hunter lipke can can take hold of a specific role i think his versatility is already a given but he needs to kind of grasp i believe a specific role we don't know what that's going to be just quite yet uh but he's the guy that today 6 15 2023 you know i'm stamping to make this team i mean he, he would ha- he would have to literally lose the job uh dan dan quinn mike mccarthy is a guy who is not you know, foreign to using fullbacks, right? Go look at uh, John Kuhn in, in in Green Bay. And I think this kid might be more versatile than Kuhn. Uh, but I think Dan, Dan, keep saying Dan Quinn. I keep, I keep uh, saying about Mike McCarthy using fullbacks because he has a history to do so. And this guy has all the traits to do it. So I think he's going to make the team, no doubt about it. Um, he just obviously has to continue to get better, grasp the offense. And I think he'll be a part of this offense. Now, coming into the draft, he couldn't do everything because he was recovering from shoulder surgery. Uh, But we did have the doc on. We talked about his shoulder surgery. And obviously, it's healed and fine and good to go. Um, And he's all suited up, suited and booted, ready for training camp. So he should not need shoulder surgery, uh, Danny. He already received shoulder surgery in December and recovered from it. And he's ready to go. Now, he just got to go out there and do it. So. I think Hunter Lipke, of all these undrafted dudes, is the guy I'm stamping to make the team. And that is a stark contrast from last season, where we had four guys make the team. And obviously, Lipke has no real competition that predates him, right? Where these other guys have that a little bit. Uh, There's nobody on the roster that plays fullback in the capacity that he played fullback. Not even... The dude who was doing some of those duties as a tight end. So I think Lipke makes it and everyone else is, is a big fat question mark. But and, and honestly, I'm okay with that. I'm fine. I, I'm not one of those dudes who I need to see four or five undrafted dudes make the team. I need to see them compete, make it, make it tough for, for the coaches, make it tough for the veterans. Uh, but I, I don't want to see my team littered with undrafted guys in the first year because that means either injuries are happening or your your veterans aren't playing well and you're going to have an experienced team when depth uh, comes into play so I got Lipke making it 
I want Moreno Cropper to make it. Uh, I would like to see one of these offensive linemen, you know, make it tough. And one of these linebackers slash defensive ends, I think one of them will stand out and, and make it tough as well. So, you know, it, it is a very talented group of undrafted free agents. The problem is this is a very talented team. Uh, Shundra said, are any of them burners? Well, it de- depends what you classify it as. Like David Durden and Cropper, I think they're in the four fours, but uh, I think Cropper is more of a route runner. Like, I think I, I like him a lot, man. He's more of a route runner guy. Durden, I, honestly, I can't. It's hard to tell. West West Florida, I mean. But he did run a 4-4. But, but yeah, you're not looking at Kevontae Turpin 4-3 type speed or, or, or Cooks type of situation. Before I get to the horn, though, let me tell you about Boston Scientific. By the way, if you want to call in, 351-999-3787 is the call-in line. ED can affect your self-esteem and impact your most important relationships. And if you've tried pills or any other potential solution that hasn't worked, there's hope. Take a free online assessment that you can share with your doctor by clicking on the ad to learn more. Again, that's edcure.org. Get the facts. Find a urologist who can offer treatment options when others do not work. Sponsored by... Boston Scientific. It ain't hard, but you can be. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. I am interested in that smoke. Uh, Brian Broad has talked about this a lot. And a lot of analysts bring it up. The whole COVID situation. That's why we're seeing a lot of older players. I think we got a, We might have like a year or two until it kind of evens itself, evens itself back out. So maybe around 2025. You'll start seeing guys come into the league where you're like, oh, 23 is old. Now, now dudes are coming in 24, you know, 25 because of the whole COVID go back situation. And that, and that's not the norm. You know, it's usually about 23. You're like, hey, that's up there in age. All right, let's get the 210 who's been on hold. What's goody? Hello. Yes, sir. You are live. Hey, brother. How's it going? All right. Bye. Um, the uh, so with Lifke, if he you know when he does make the roster, uh, would that ass out Malik Davis just because you would have all the roles essentially filled with Deuce Vaughn, Ronald Jones being the you know the the thumper, and then Tony Pollard and Lifke being there as well? Like, I, I just don't see room for Malik Davis to really make that pass, you know, carrying past more than four uh, four backs. Well, it, I think it depends what they decide to do at tight end. If they decide to go four tight ends, then they, they they could possibly go three deep at running back. But if they decide to go four at running back, including Lipke and Davis, uh, maybe they only go three at tight end. Maybe they mess around and carry four and four, depending on how this – because we don't know what the offense looks like, right? Like if the offense is heavy on you know multiple tight end sets, you kind of need four tight ends. Uh, and if the offense is going to feature these running backs as well, you know, out the backfield and whatnot, you, you might need – 
more than three running backs. So honestly, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you, man. It is a question I've been struggling with, but I don't have a confident enough answer just yet. Maybe until we get to camp and, and we can kind of see how these things are shaking out. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. It's all it's all a waiting game at this point anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Bringing up Malik. Did you see Malik Collins deals? Freaking twenty I mil two did. years, twenty Dude, that so, is insane. I, I mean, I knew he was playing well over there in Houston, but I didn't know he was playing like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Shout out to him, though. Get that back, bro. 100%. 100%. All right, brother. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Salute. Yeah, th- that's a, a conversation that's been had, you know, throughout the weeks, right? The, the numbers game at running back because – Lipke, Lipke is so intriguing that he he could potentially fill two roles, right? He could fill some capacity in that tight end room, not necessarily down in, down out tight end things, but some H back type stuff. He could play running back, like he could he could run the ball for you. Um, I'm not gonna call him Mike Allstott just yet. That's my favorite fullback of all time. I, look, I get it, the Moose, man. but Mike Allstott's my favorite fullback of all time. But Mike Allstott could carry the rock. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Lipke can carry the rock too, and he can do fullback things. So Lipke is is so intriguing that he's going to make them do some roster gymnastics, I believe, as long as he doesn't get hurt. Uh, He's going to make them do some roster gymnastics. Nacho, good morning, good sir. Good morning, good morning. Um, Thank you for taking Take my call. You know, my, my my days and times are a little bit different these days, but I always listen to your show when I call you, man. You guys are doing Thank outstanding. You. You're doing a great job. Um, so let me kind of chime in. I, you know, if I will, if you can just give me a minute. So yesterday, um, I loved the topic, and it was towards the, towards the tail end. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to get in, but I wanted to to make this point, and then I'll and then I'll go into into the topic today. Um, when it comes to DeMarcus Lawrence, and I know that a lot of callers on yesterday's call were calling and saying that maybe other players like like Torrance should be taking his snaps. My take is this. Mm-hmm. This defense is led by DeMarcus Lawrence uh, and Parsons. Specifically, those two players are, they are, they're your monsters on defense. Lawrence might, yes, Lawrence might be you know, getting up there in age and so on and so forth. But let me tell you, what he brings to, to the table, whether it's uh, against the run as a pass rusher, uh, mentally into that game, and just his mentality along with Parsons and everybody else that's coming about and now with Mossy in, in, in the middle, no way. No way do you does anyone take uh, DeMarcus Lawrence uh, snaps unless he is a little bit injured or maybe getting kind of fatigued with age as the season oh, goes. But just, other than that, you, Lawrence is your starter, man. You that, just that, be that, patient, that, Nacho. You just be patient. You know I mean? uh, tomorrow, either tomorrow or Monday, I'm going to do the State of Union defense ends. Oh, I, I, I got something for him. Okay, you're not, not even, it's not even close. It's not even close. It, 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 but anyway, on that, on, on to today's uh, topic, yes. Uh, let me tell you, Hunter, Isaiah Land, I mean, we can keep going, but, and of course, my, my alumni over here, uh, Jalen Moreno Cropper. I, I like those three undrafted uh, players to to make the team along with, I think, I just think overall, I, I, 
I think that this year's draft and undrafted players may not be your typical big-name players that we've had in the past, but I really think in terms of overall, I mean, this is, I think this is a great class yes, of talent class. and depth. Absolutely. And, and let me tell you, I am excited, and I'll leave you with this. I'm very excited about the possibility of finally, finally having a true fullback, like back in the days of Moose and Emmett. And if we can really, if McCarthy can really come in and utilize, you know, uh, a true fullback, not only for blocking schemes, screen passes, and just, just to solidify that run game, oh, my God. I'm I, 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 I dying to, to, to see an offense that can be dynamic like that. And like very few, obviously, with Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers, they're probably one of the very few teams that really utilizes that fullback. Yeah, there's only high. a handful, yeah. Right, right. So, so, uh, but no, I, I, I think I, you know, I'm, I, it's an exciting season. I'll leave you, I'll leave you with this. And these are my guts. Okay. Here we go. Will Steele. This is my gut feeling. I always have some guts. But they're not too far from the truth. And if they are, Cowboy Nation is going to be very pumped up and excited. I predicted the Denver Nuggets in the regular season to be the NBA finals champions. Okay. I'm just going to throw that out. All right. Okay. That's one. All right. Dallas Cowboys. I predicted the Dallas Cowboys in 2022 and or 2023 to go to the NFC Championship game or win the Super Bowl. There so you, you mean you mean 2023 or 2024, right? Yes. So basically, yeah. it's it, uh, the the plan was for last year. Obviously, we oh oh you're the, okay. And now, so this so in other words, based on my prediction and guts and my just my feeling. This is the year, since we didn't do uh, it last season. Gotcha. This will be the year. This, yeah, so this would be the year, the 2023-2024, if you will, to get to the NFC Championship game or go to the Super Bowl. So let's just uh, – I'll stay with my gut. I'm going to stay with my gut, and let's hope, because it is going to be an exciting uh, Dallas Cowboys season upcoming. So I'm excited. My man, appreciate you, Nacho. This is Have the year. Day, I, met a, I met a guy yesterday uh, – told him about what i do and he was like what's what's the name of your show is it, is it this is the year i said oh that's good i'm gonna steal that let me use it as a segment and and as nacho was talking this is the year i'm like god damn it. we we really are the meme that all these damn fans these these, these fans that hate cowboy fans but we really are this is the year I'm, I'm i love it i love that energy from y'all yeah but I, I do have a segment coming up with this is the year, and it should be a fun one. We're in a dead period, so y'all know me. But yeah, yeah, you know. Nacho said 2022 or 2023. It ain't happening in 2022, so damn it. It's happening in 2023. This is the year. I love it. I ain't mad at it. 757, what it is, what it do. What's going on with you, man? It's Banks, man. First time calling with the other day. But, um. Hello? Man, uh, oh, there you go. Can you hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. It just was a pause. I didn't know if you dipped out. What's oh, up, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. I want to speak on the um, on the running back position, man. Um, I'm one of the ones. You know, I, I, I trust the, the running back room we have. You know, I know people. 
I know people won't, you know, eat back. You got your, got your people that won't cook. But, um, you know, I know still things to see. But um, I definitely trust the running back room. I trust um, Tony Pollard, man. Um, as far as Zeke, man, I just think it's time to just, you know, move on. I don't see him coming back because uh, once the Cowboys are done with you, man, they're pretty much done with you. Uh, we've seen that with Dez also. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's fair. Dez, but, uh, when the last time yeah. they brought somebody um, back the same season they cut him, like like that type yeah, of guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, and I think they say, you know, it's still open. They just like to have a conversation. You know, I don't think it's anything there. They, they, I don't think they have. You know, I would be highly surprised if they bring him back. At, at, new. at least but, this uh, early. I mean, maybe you yeah, get to August 25th, you know, your running back room is suffering injuries or not playing well. Yeah. Maybe then you pick up that phone. But I, I don't know too many teams that probably want to sign Zeke right now. Uh, just to probably yeah. wait it out, see what they got with the young guys that they have on the team and then yeah. get him in here. Because, I mean, Zeke don't Zeke probably need camp to stay in shape or whatever, but he really don't need – He's an NFL running back veteran. He don't really need camp to to understand what's going on in the league. Yeah, because I feel like once they lose faith in you, no like problem. they feel like you're done. That's it. I feel like they feel like that's it. Because look at uh when they tried to do the wide receiver by committee in eighteen, you know, before a couple game, few games, and then when he got uh you know coop, you know, it was like you know people like bring fans back. It was like hell no, we're going to get we're going to get uh. <laughs> Right, but but but, but, I, but I think that's different, though. Right? What's your name again? My bad. Yeah. What's your, what's your name? Uh, Banks. 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 Yeah. So Banks, I think I yeah. think running back by committee is an actual proven thing that that works. Whereas, yeah, true. Yeah, fact. Yeah. Whereas fact. whereas wide receiver by committee with a second year, you know, second or, or only a, a quarterback that's been in the league for two years as a fourth round pick, by the way, was still learning to develop as a passer. Yeah. Was absolutely idiotic. <laughs> you know, that was dumb. Not yeah. only did you take away. You know, the veterans in that, or not the veterans, but the quality guys in that room, you also took away, not took away because he retired, but your your tight end room was essentially a baby yeah. tight end room as well. So, whereas running back, committees yeah. committees win all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that wasn't smart. I was just using it as, you know, as far as bringing, you know, somebody that they, once they let you go, they don't. Like, you know, I'm just saying, you know, everybody wanted theirs back because they see that room was struggling at the time. But we went out and traded for Coop, so I was just using that, you know. Right, right, right. Just like all doors are shut, yeah. But um, yeah, man, I trust the running back room. But I do think I know my man a while ago said uh he think Malik Davis will be out. You know, if they, I think I honestly think Rojo might will be out before Malik Davis. That's just my opinion and my thoughts. If, yeah, if anybody's uh, out, I I don't I don't know that you there's know? an either. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, yeah. look, I get, I can, I can get both sides. Like, I, I because I don't think either of them separate from each other that much to me. Um, it, the only, it, the yeah. only, if you wanted to really be fair and say what is a separation, it's honestly leans in the favor of Ronald Jones because he's been proven yeah. to be a quality running mate, right? Like he's actually been a yeah. good number two in Tampa Bay, uh, where he did a number of things right. on the ground and out the backfield. Obviously, Malik Davis has the the youth a little bit younger. I think Ronald Jones is only like. 26 though so he ain't old he might be like 25 26 yeah, yeah. uh but i don't think those guys separate each other in their games that much honestly so yeah if you wanted to say one or the other look i get it um yeah. but i also wouldn't mind i could roll with the room as is i wouldn't cut any of them if, if you wanted to carry four but the problem is are they going to do that with hunter lipke probably not man 
Yeah, yeah. I oh, and I said Ronald Jones is crazy because I said his name, but um, you know, saying that, I also thought about Rico Gathers, man. Uh, Rico Gathers or Rico Dottle? I mean, Rico. Yeah, you know what I mean. Dottle, yeah. Dottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, oh, I didn't know if he was going to make a comparison to, to yeah to, to Gathers. Rico Dottle, my bad. Rico yeah, Dottle, cool. my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my yeah, thing yeah. about Rico, you know bro. What? I forgot about. He don't stay healthy. I just can't no, count. I, I, yeah. I can't count on it, man. Like I would love for him to because every offseason he shows us why they keep bringing him back, um, and then he gets mm-hmm. hurt. You know, so yeah, yeah. But uh, man, they, they could you never know, man. They could surprise us and and let you know. Which they, well, I tell you, but now they usually don't. They usually don't let go of the draft. They try to hold on to the draft pick. So I doubt Deuce will be out of there. I like Deuce. Nah, Deuce you know, ain't getting cut. I, I hope no way. Makes, but Deuce, but Deuce ain't going nowhere. Yeah, no. there's no way that do that. Yeah, yeah he would yeah, have but, to. Uh, he would have to show that he can't handle the the physicality in the NFL for them to cut him. Which I yeah. think he showed that he can because he, yeah. you know, he, he didn't play in no. no Against yeah. the chump teams, like he he was always good against some of the p- big power five teams. Yeah, so. yeah, and, and that's something he's something like we never really had. Far as the running back, you know, small guy, uh, quick, you know, something, you know. I believe he'll be straight, but yeah. you know, I like it as he is. Maybe they keep it as he is, minus uh, Rico Dowdle. But uh, yeah, that's all I got, man. All right, man. Good stuff. Good talk. All right. Yeah, I, I don't between Malik and, and Rojo. I think both of them are going to. I think they're going to do well. I, I truly do. I've already told you. I, I think Rozo's is kind of being written off, which is is uh, kind of wild to me. <laughs> you know, if you just put on the actual tape, the dude is a, is a solid back. I mean, it's just it comes down to does he fit what your what your team wants to do? It didn't happen in Kansas City. It's now they wanted more versatile guys. They didn't really want kind of a a hammer back. And if you go look at the history with with Reed. You know, he likes guys that can do a variety of different things or be matchup problems in that way. Um, and that's what, you know, McKinnon and Pacheco and Clyde Hilaire Edwards, whatever. That's what they were able to do. And it just didn't fit in, in Kansas City. Nothing wrong with that, you know. But in Tampa, I don't know how you're watching that. And you're like, yeah, that guy's a bum. Uh, well, we just differ. He was not a bum in Tampa. Um, in fact, he was a very key part in, in that Super Bowl year. And that's why I say like those two in regards to talent, well, I don't think there's a major gap, but one guy has been proven to be a quality running mate where Malik is obviously has to get the shot. And that's really what it t- what it is in the NFL in regards to running backs. Like they have to get the opportunity. Now there are some bum running backs, <laughs> but but nine times out of ten. There are a lot more Malik Davises and Ronald Jones in this league that just happen to get a shot, and they end up being solid for a couple years. You know, that's just how it happens. All right, we got 240, and then we're going to end it with a special guest we ain't heard from in a while. What's good, 240? What's up, Scott? It's Clebo, man. How you doing, Clebo, what's up, man? Ain't nothing, man. I, um... I think um, I'm I'm pretty cool with our running back room, like the previous caller said, man. I want to see, you know what I'm saying, how things pan out in training camp before we go outside, even with Zeke, man. I wouldn't mind Zeke back if we need him, but if, if these guys stand up and we show them, like, they can handle the job, whoever it may be, whether it be Rojo, Malik Davis, and I agree with you with Rico, man. I like Rico, man, but he just can't stay healthy, can't man. Stay so, healthy, man. Um, 
So I definitely love that. And as far as my undrafted free agents, I love uh, – I think the two to make it will be Lukey and Isaiah Lane, man. I think uh, Dan Quinn really likes him, and yeah. I, I know they're playing him at linebacker right now. So yeah. those would be my two, man. And um, I got to get to work. But I wanted – I'll try to call you the other day, man, because you be having me cracking up when you be like, <laughs> uh, in closing, in closing, in closing. <laughs> and I was like, man – you watch you watch Dave Chappelle show back in the day? Come on, man. I I I'd have ran that back about okay. 17, 11 times, yeah. Well, I'm about to give you some advice, bro. You need to get that button, that wrap it up button. Wrap oh, it up. I, wrap it up. <laughs> look, <laughs> look, I actually use that wrap it up button on Vach's show. So I try to separate some of some oh, of the production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try okay. to Yeah, yeah. I try to separate some of the production when I can. Uh but yeah, we use it on Vach's okay. show. Yeah. Okay, that's what's up. Because I was dying laughing the other day. I was like, man, I need to call him and let him know that. Yeah. But that's cool, man. Appreciate you taking the call. I got to get to work, man. Keep My doing guy. what you're doing, bro. Salute. Appreciate you. All right. Wrap it up, B. Wrap it up. <laughs> Come on, man. Chappelle show classic. Classic. Yeah, Swain, wrap that shit up, B. And yo, judge. <laughs> Tell the judge. He pulled out to wrap it up on the judge. You crazy. You wild boy. All right, let's get to Miss My Queen. What's up, Miss Queen? <laughs> hey, Scott. How you doing this morning? I'm doing good. Always good to hear your lovely voice. Thank you. You can hear me well, right? I always can hear you well and your coworkers. <laughs> oh, Lord. Let me go outside. No, no you can't. You, you, <laughs> Queen, you good. <laughs> Cause I be busting my, my butt up in here. Queen be working um, hard. I, I hear it, Queen. Yeah. Um. First off, I want to get this out here. I really appreciate you guys, all you Cowboys content creators. Okay. You guys, you know, I could go on and on and name them. I really appreciate you guys. So, if it wasn't for y'all, man, I'd be going crazy on the off season. I am so serious. You know, y'all yeah. keep us going. Y'all keep us informed. Um, y'all make make it fun when yeah. shit really ain't funny sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. So, um, I wanted to tell you that I appreciate. Thank I appreciate you. you guys. We we appreciate the love, um, Queen. All right, and um, oh, and um, blessings on y'all for growth and uh. uh Financial blessings and all that that's coming your way because y'all good at what the hell y'all do. Mm, thank but, you, mm-hmm, But uh, running back room, I believe that um, it's okay. But, and y'all might not agree with me. It's a lot of people might not agree with me. But I don't know anyone out there that's available that can do what Zeke does. Um, I really wish that Jerry and Steven could come um, uh, with a an agreement with him for something financially uh, sensible so that we could use him this year because I believe that we are going to need that bell cow um, style of Zeke. We don't have anyone like that. I don't believe we do. Anyway, um, He's not washed. He had two freak accidents, um, you know, that happened to him over the last couple of years, but he still produced. Um, huh? Yeah. Uh, he still produced. 
And also, uh, I believe that this is our year. Um, Dan, Dan Quinn has that defense going on. And, um, yeah, he's got that he's got that defense going on. It's going to be real scary for some MLs coming up this season. 100%. And, um, mm-hmm, and as far as the offense, um, if one person on that line getting injured causes our offensive line to become null and void, then Mike McCarthy and the rest of those coaches did not do their job. So I wish everyone would calm down. Uh, the Cowboys got it going on. Everybody's on the same mind frame. The coaches, the the, uh, the players, and everybody else. Man, this thing, we are like a self-bomb. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, y'all make sure that y'all get that pill. What you call it? Boston Science Pill. Oh, Because yeah. it made it good in my life. I'm telling you. <laughs> Let's go, Cowboy. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Queen. Appreciate you, Miss Queen. You get back to work now. Uh, Yo, know, I, I, I hear you, Miss Queen. Um, I actually got a name, and y'all, y'all ain't gonna like it, but I don't give a damn. You know, when she said, "There's nobody out there that could do it." Here, let's just be like, can we be real for a second? We love Zeke because Zeke plays with the Cowboys. Um, so we have an emotional attachment to Zeke. All right. If you could guarantee me that Zeke is going to be healthy and not run down in his back half of the year, you can guarantee me there's no politics. You can guarantee me he's okay with taking a reduced role. Uh, a guy that's only going to get the rock, you know, eight to 11 times in a game. Guarantee me he's okay with other guys like Deuce Vaughn or Malik or whoever else is in the building at that time. Hunter, you're getting integrated in the offense. You can guarantee me no politics will be played. I don't think anybody would really have an issue. But the problem is I can probably guarantee you that he will get worn down in the back half of the year because it's happened three consecutive seasons. Call it freak accident. You can call it what you want. That's just the position, all right? Uh, 2020 banged his knee up 2021 banged his knee up 2022 banged his knee up after getting 17 million carries the first three or four years of his career so we, we have to look at this thing realistically and holistically and not just from a fan perspective if you seriously before I, before I say this name Listen to what, you, what most people believe the Cowboys want. Also, Zeke has a little bit of flair to the sense that he's been in this locker room, right? He knows the quarterback, he knows the offense. It, it would be kind of a seamless transition. But if you seriously want a big back to get your short yardage, to get your goal line, to be that hammer, there is a guy out there. You ain't going to like the name. But if we're just talking about the actual position in the row, Leonard Fournette is a guy that can do exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Look, you can you can be mad all oh, these trashies, washed these uh, six foot, two hundred thirty pounds, still a hammer. Watched him truck a ton of people last year on a terrible offensive line. The year before that, obviously Super Bowl or, or, or playoff Lenny and all that stuff. Don't. Don't shoot the messenger. 
Y'all talking about y'all want a short yardage and goal line and a hammer. Ain't nobody out there that can do what Zeke do. Lies. Leonard Fournette can do that and probably cost you less. He's just not the Zeke name, right? We don't got the attachment to, to the Leonard Fournette. I washed. Fair, whatever. You will call Zeke Wash, call Leonard Wash, whatever. But the, the, the problem is Ezekiel Elliott's name and star on a helmet. I said this yesterday. If his name was Laquarius Smith and he was the six foot one, 230 pound back, and you said, oh, Laquarius is going to come in here and get about six, seven carries, play the short, short yardage goal line guy, and he's going to get paid $1.5 million. Oh, you wouldn't care. We wouldn't even be having this conversation. I wouldn't even care. Just go get you a Laquarius Smith. But it's Zeke. And there's many more things that come with it. And the minute you you sign him back, I guarantee you people are going to be clamoring for Zeke to tote the rock 15 to 17 times again. And I don't think that is conducive to success for him. I don't think you want him to tote that rock 17 or more times, 15, 16, 17 or more times anymore. He's too banged up for that, man. He's just too, he's too worn down for that. Let him be a part of a committee and play a role a la LeGarrette Blount. You know, when he came in at, in that committee with the Eagles at that one time. Let him let him be that. 150 carries or something. 160 carries. No longer 250, 270, 320, 350. No, no longer. He don't need all them touches. So, again, I said it yesterday. I say it again. If you can promise me all those things about Zeke, I don't give a damn. Problem is, I could probably promise you the things that have continued to happen more than what we hope to happen. And I'll leave it at that. Jason, I don't want Zeke or Lenny. I like a running back room. I hear you, and I ain't mad at not wanting Lenny. I'm just saying, like, when I hear that we need a, a bruiser, we need a... Like Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette is that, you know, he's been that. That's that's literally what he does. So, you know, he can do that too. Probably for cheaper. Just saying. You won't have to deal with any politics either with Leonard Fournette. Now, Ronald Jones probably be like, are you, are you serious? <laughs> you going to bring in Leonard Fournette again? But I'm just saying. Also, I do want to see if Hunter Lipke can do it. I do. I appreciate Tobot Tide dropping one. Always dropping fantastic super chat. Super chat. He said the last time the Cowboys had Super Bowl runs, they had Moose as fullback. That made Emmitt Smith great. Let's utilize Lipke like that and keep TP and Vaughn clean. We had the Moose, now Lipke, the Elk. Sometimes when we when we dig deep back into the 90s bag, I kind of get a little bit like, uh, because it's not the 90s no more, but our history is just so dope. But I like that. You had the moose, now you got the elk. I kind of like that. I like that, Tobo. That was good. That was real good. He dropped another one. Super chat. Oh, come on, Tobo. He said, bring Zeke back as an assistant running back coach. He can be the, uh, what do you call it? Player coach. Nah, I'm not going. I'm not going to do Zeke like that. I do think there is a place for Zeke in this league, but it is a specific role. It's no longer the Zeke that he's used to to being. Which, by the way, I mean, if y'all forget, he came out and pretty much admitted I had a hard time letting that go. Hence, you saw the politics in, in his own. Like he he probably created that himself, letting go of the role 
understanding I'm not that guy, pal, anymore. And honestly, hindering his team to go out there to not relinquish that role anymore. Playing on a bum league, bum leg. But we don't talk about that. I digress. Trick said James Robinson's a good choice. I'm not sure what's going on with James Robinson. Kareem Hunt. Uh, there's a lot of names out there. Leonard Fournette, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, the running back market is flooded with kind of proven guys. Uh, probably won't see him get signed, though, until you get closer to camp or in camp. We don't need Zeke, Lauren. Not my point, I'm not pitting Zeke and Fournette against each other in that sense. Because he said, bro, even injured Zeke was better than Fournette. I don't agree with that, though. Uh, we don't need Fournette. I mean, we don't need Zeke. That like that that is where I'm getting at. I we don't need any of those dudes. But for those who are saying we need a specific role and believe that that doesn't exist out there, I don't agree. Leonard Fournette can give you that. That's what I mean, Lauren. Leonard Leonard Fournette can give you the thumper goal line short yardage guy. You don't believe me? Go watch him chuck a bunch of dudes last year. Was he great last year on that terrible offensive line and all and Bucks offense? I wasn't. No, it wasn't. But we know where he was great at, and we had talked about this before. And I don't mean to make this a Leonard Fournette show. He can catch that ball at the backfield. Mm-hmm. Something like 140 receptions over the last two seasons, uh, and it was, was extremely productive out there. I mean, look, I don't think that's Zeke's game no more. I've watched Zeke fight the ball for the last three or so seasons. Leonard looks pretty natural for a big dude, and, and y'all talk about don't nobody want to see Ezekiel Elliott in one-on-one out there. Don't nobody want to see Leonard Fournette out there either. One-on-one against a cornerback. I digress. I don't want to keep doing it. I'm just saying, man. We, we got we to gotta, we gotta stop acting like this is 2016 with the dude. That's all. Good stuff today, man. Um, if you missed the show, we talked about we started our countdown to camp and we started with the undrafted free agents. We brought up uh, the undrafted free agents from 2022 and saw the Cowboys sign four of those guys to the roster. I don't believe four will make it this year because the the room is so, or the team is so uh, deep in a sense, but there are a couple positions that have the possibility to do it. We talked about the offensive line. We talked about the linebacker slash edge room. And then obviously we talked about Hunter Lipke, who I think will make the team. So if you missed it, run it back. We we dive into all the context regarding 2022 and 2023 undrafted free agents. Good stuff today. Always good conversation. That's something that I try to pride myself on on this show is having a good conversation. Whether we agree or disagree, I like to have the damn conversation. And I do appreciate your, your words, Queen, because you're right. Um, back before content became a super duper thing uh i used to write articles on like blogging the boys or uh, uh, what was it uh not all 22 covered cover two or something like that and just trying to find my niche uh in this thing before social media you know blew up because the off season was the toughest part that's where i got a lot of my ideas too though uh the off season's the toughest part to get through but man we are so fortunate now to have such a deep community that Again, I say it all the time. We have our own network. You got the mornings, you got the the afternoons, you got the evenings, and you're covered 24-7 damn near 
Dallas Cowboys, whether it's the season or the off season. And I think that's just special, bro. Like, I, I don't know any other team to do that. So what is it that Vi said last year? Don't become numb to greatness. I think our community is great. And I damn sure ain't numb to it. With that said, please do me a favor. Hit that like button on the way out. And if you enjoyed today's show, by the way, and if you want to be a part of the bomb squad, you're trying to figure out why can't I communicate and cuss out Danny Savage or, or cuss out Professor O or, 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 you know, agree with this person or that person. It's because you got to subscribe and then you can go in there and try to cuss these boys out. But let me tell you something right now. You better come correct because the bomb squad don't play, man. Bomb squad! Bomb squad don't play, man. Uh, with that said, I'm gonna go ahead and press this button. Mo will be back on later tonight for A to Z Sports Prime Time, and make I know right, Professor Robbins, <laughs> and make sure y'all check out Vach. Uh, I don't think we'll be on later. I think we're beginning our break, but he will be on Bleacher Report. Man, talk about you know it's so it's just I don't want to get into it, but man, just just crazy how everything is is happening. Uh, and, and we got big things planned, me and him, for for the show. But he'll be on Bleacher Report, I believe, on their on their YouTube, going live around four. I want to say Central, around four Central. Make sure y'all check that out. He's going to post a link or whatever. So make sure y'all are in there, and we do a Vots raid on Bleacher Report and show them just how deep we are when it comes to supporting our own in the community. All right. With that said, press this button. I saw, I mean, we've heard the new media thing. Like, we, I think it was, uh, it was, it was Green. It was Draymond Green who coined the term new media. But I saw Tuck come up with the shirt. I think we should come up with a little, a little fraternity. New media. I love, love y'all. We out of here.